Death Tracks by Libby Taylor. Part one, just like Agatha Christie. I was once told by a very dear friend of mine that the best remedy for absolute boredom is to travel with the wind in one's hair and the sun on one's face. So, following that exact advice, I found myself one sweltering day in the summer of 1947 in a cramped carriage on a train headed for Plymouth. All aboard! More smoke than wind in my hair, but never mind. The train was packed fit to bust, and in my carriage were all the usual suspects one would expect on a train bound for the West Country. A rural vicar, willowy, crumpled and apologetic, constantly pulling a handkerchief from his pocket. <coughs> oh, I do hope you don't mind my suitcase just above your head here. It's rather large and there is no space on my side of the carriage. No, of course not, Padre. <coughs> uh, do excuse me. I'm allergic. Cats, dogs, head, feathers... Oh dear, all God's creatures, but I do hope there are no cats, or indeed, one of our feathered friends aboard. I think we're safe on this journey, Padre. The next addition to our little party was famous sour-faced businessman James Pendleton and his insipid accountant Jones. The former only able to communicate in booming tones, producing enough smoke from his cigar to compete with the engine, billowing over his newspaper and sticking to the air and the windows. Jones, what is the rate today? This damn paper is a day old. I need my information up to date, man. I do not have today's, sir. I'm sorry, I assumed... I don't pay you to assume. I... Here, have mine. I've read it anyway. Thank you, madam. The world of finance is for gentlemen, young lady. <laughs> Quite. Do let me know when you see one. A slightly chaotic middle-aged lady was the next to crash in. A vision in tweed, with more hair falling out of her bun than had stayed in, and more bags than arms to carry them. An attempt at lipstick and rouge had added to the perspiration from rushing to catch the train, and this left her looking a little as though she was slowly melting. Rosemary Hesketh Smythe, how do you do? Achoo, <coughs> cats! Yes, how did you know? Uh, Rosemary. Teacher, half-term, I'm on my way to visit my aunt in Torquay. Yeah, Torquay. Such a beautiful part of the world. My dear sister lived there before the war. Oh, so now we are five. I wonder who'll take our final spot. Excuse me, is this seat taken? It's at this point, dear listener, that I must confess my memory turns a little on its head. Enter Vita Taylor. The best way to describe her is cocky, European, and achingly beautiful. Tall, raven-haired, with bright blue eyes, but wearing plus fours and carrying a knapsack. Uh, no, uh, no, no, it isn't, no. I mean, please, sit down next to me. Are you sure now? <laughs> I feel like you're just being polite, but I can't find a seat anywhere else at the moment. No, just sit. Yes, ma'am. Oh, 
Now, I must leave you all for a short while. One of my flock from my old parish is traveling on the train, and I must deliver a message to them before they disembark at the next station. I, I do hope you will excuse me. Go for it, Vicar. And I must go and stretch my legs. Following you, Vicar. I can't help thinking. I know that vicar from somewhere. You don't strike me as the God-fearing type, Mr. Pendleton. I fancy the bank is more your church. Ha! Very astute. I see you know me. What line are you in, miss? Taylor, your name and picture is in the paper you're reading. And as for me, it varies depending on how the mood takes me. Although my constant passion is golf, believe it or not, from my attire. I have my clubs with me, actually, hoping to hit a few holes whilst I'm in the West Country. Spoiled brat. What's that, Ginger? Ginger? My name is Jemima, thank you. Really? I prefer Ginger. From now on, you're Ginger to me. What's that you're reading? Have His Carcass by Dorothy L. Sayers. Ooh, sounds spooky. Can I have that back, please? If you must know, that's my hobby. Crime, I mean. Well, murder mysteries. Well, this is the perfect setting for murder, isn't it? Like that Agatha Christie novel. But this is murder on the Flying Scotsman. <laughs> but we aren't even on the Flying Scotsman. Oh, details, Ginger. I must use the conveniences. Uh, and I think I'm going to get myself a drink. Will you join me, Miss Taylor? Uh, no, thank you, Mr. Pendleton. I think I'll stay here and take in the view. Alone at last. You don't smile much, do you, Ginger? Do you have a sweetheart wherever it is you live? Uh, Edinburgh. And that's a rather impertinent question, Miss Taylor. Please call me Vita, like Sackville West. Have you ever heard of Vita Sackville Vest, Ginger? Well, uh, yeah, I... Ah, here we are. I thought I'd change, ready for the milder climes in the West Country. Do you like my dress? Oh, now we are three. I see the dear vicar has not returned, and we seem to have lost our other two gentlemen. Uh, yes, they have gone in search of refreshment. Did you...? Oh, what was that? sounded like a car backfiring. Not likely, as we are on a train. I think you'll find that was a gunshot. Gunshot? Oh, my goodness! Oh, oh she's fainting. Help me, Vita. She's okay? Come on, Rosemary, you're okay. Here, I have some smelling salts in my bag. Interesting. I'm a nurse. Comes with the job. Here we are. You're okay. Oh, oh, my goodness, did I faint? I do that. I have low blood pressure. Oh, I'm quite all right, dear. Should you go and see what that noise was? I hope nobody is hurt. Yes, I'll go. I'll go. How about we both go? But are you sure you'll be okay, Rosemary? Oh, I'm quite all right, my dear. Go and see what that noise was. I hope nobody is hurt. So off we went. Vita and I searching the train for the origin of the bang or gunshot or whatever it was, both like excited children on an Easter egg hunt. We passed through several carriages on what seemed doomed a fruitless task, most saying they hadn't noticed or didn't care, 
until finally... I say, you there? Yes? Did you hear that gunshot? Yes, we're trying to locate it. Wait, you said gunshot. Yes, it definitely was. I recognize it from my husband's shoots. And I saw someone run past my carriage shortly afterwards. A bald man with horn-rimmed glasses. Jones! If you say so, dear. I think it came from the back of the train. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Maybe we should look where all the luggage is stowed. Cracky! I hope my golf clubs are okay. Really? Someone could be dead. Or a hunting gun hasn't been stored properly. I'm sure there's a perfectly innocent explanation. Haven't you noticed how nobody else on the train, apart from Mrs. Whatever her name is, has even batted an eyelid, Miss Marple? Miss Marple? My name is Ginger. Uh, I mean Jemima. Oh, for goodness sake. Aha! Here's where the luggage is stowed. Maybe we'll find some clues in here. Oh, just my golf clubs and... Oh my god, he's dead! <gasps> the vicar! Oh, jeepers, creepers, and my nine iron! I can barely recognize his face! Oh god, he's horrible! Yes, whoever has bashed him in has done a good job. I bet they were thrilled when they found my golf clubs. Just a ticket for knocking off a vicar. Whoa! Ginger, what are you doing? You can't stop the train! Too late. A murder has been committed on this train, and I have been waiting for this opportunity my entire life. I'm going to solve this murder, and either you're with me, or I'm on my own. Either way, we need to stop now and find the conductor. Well, you won't have to wait too long. He's on his way over here right now. What the bloody hell do you think you're doing stopping my train? That cord is only to be pulled in Hextreme. Oh my god. He's dead. Oh, I've gone all queer. Oh. oh, for goodness sake, another fainter? And this one's out cold. Well, there's nothing for it. We have to take charge now. Can you deal with him? I love it when you take charge. Yes, well, somebody has to. I, I say, <gasps> the train has stopped. Goodness, you do just appear, don't you? Yes, I stopped it. There's been a murder. The vicar. The vicar shot? What vicar? Are you quite sure? Not shot. Clubbed. With a golf club. It's really frightfully unpleasant. It was my nine iron. Can you believe it? Yes. But what about the gun? The gun? The gun? Yes, the gun. Did you find it? Oh, the gun. Uh, no, not yet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... Sorry for the inconvenience of the train stopping. We found a dead body. Yes, thank you, Vita. I'm handling this. You need to get to the driver and let him know what's going on. There's a way of delivering this kind of message, and tact isn't really your strong point. Uh, we have found a dead body, that's true. And it seems to be a brutal murder of a clergyman. He's been severely beaten with a golf club, and there's blood everywhere. Oh yes, very tactful. Uh, my friend Vita is going to tell the driver exactly what has happened and it's probably best if for the moment we all stay in our carriages and wait for the police to arrive. In the meantime, I will do some sleuthing of my own. Ah, there's no better place to start sleuthing than where the murder actually took place, what? Now, first job, check the room. What's back here? Bloody golf clubs, of course. Any guns? 
No, that would be far too easy. Luggage. More luggage. Ice skates in summer? What's under this? Ah! 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 Oh, a parrot! Why? Oh, you nearly gave me a heart attack, Polly. Bless you. Hang on. Did you hear the vicar when he was in here? Did you witness the murder, Polly? Rude. Not the most reliable witness, are you? Here, have your sheet back. What the... Hello? Hello? I'm in here! Hello? Hello? In Death Tracks by Libby Taylor, Ginger was played by Libby Taylor and The Vicar by Eddie DeLag. Pendleton, Robbie Stevens. Jones, Piers Gibbon. Rosemary, Leslie Kaufman. Vita, Sarah Ashworth, Mysterious Lady, Gina Malott, and The Train Guard by Christian Johnson. All other parts were played by members of the cast. Death Tracks was produced by LTC Productions and edited by Ed Sound.